0: Away, and we've been friends ever since. And uh, Pastor Cyrus is incredibly creative. He's a fantastic preacher. He pastors City Harvest Church in Penang, which is just off the coast. It's an island just off the coast of Malaysia. So he's, his, his churches have seen great growth over the last little while. Um, and so he's, he's got a membership of about 450 to 500 people. Uh, he's a fantastically creative preacher. Uh, he can do a one-man drama. Uh, he's just absolutely brilliant. Uh, and he One of the things I admire about Pastor Cyrus is this, is his love and his openness for the Holy Spirit. And he's incredibly open and wants to grow in the the power of the Holy Spirit, and uh, so it's a great honor to have him here this morning. So would you please give Pastor Cyrus a very warm welcome? Good to have you here, man. Good to see you, man.
1: Hey, Dave. I love you, man. Doesn't sound gay here, right? That's the only place you can say I love you to a brother, and it doesn't sound gay. Oh. Feeling good? All right. I just, I just want to thank a few people. I want to thank Pastor Mike and Sister Joy for allowing me to come on stage. It's like it's scary to be in their house because he does things that no human does. He go, he go. He did that to me in KL a couple of years ago. Changed my life. I never got up. I stayed down for good. All right? And, um, and then I've got Dave and Kate, my white brother. I'm his chocolate brother. I need to tell you something about me before I go any further. They told me I've got like, um, they can, I can preach as as long as I want. Yeah, but at 11 o'clock everybody goes back. So, I have the whole auditorium to myself until whatever time I finish. So, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, if you move, you'll be struck down. <laughs> cool? I need to tell you something about me. Um, can you allow me to be me? Okay, I, I need to tell you, um, this year I preached a series, and I'm still preaching it. I preached about two sermons, and I forgot all about that series. So, it's a good series, though. Um, it's called UBU. You, you. you. know, I got to be me, and you got to be you. All right? So turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. You got to be you. So in UBU, be you, I need you to understand, I get excited a bit when I preach. And I don't know about you. I don't know about your pastors because they, I don't know whether they move around, but I tend to run around. <laughs> my mom said I got ants in my pants. So, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, let Indy, how many of you watch Indiana Jones before? Don't I look like Harrison Ford? You ready? So, you turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, let Indy be Indy. You see, I realized something, the anointing only flows when there's authentic. If you're authentic, the anointing flows. If I try to be anybody else... Oh, man, something goes wrong. So today, I want to speak to a group of people. So I'm taking off my jacket. Don't worry, I won't wave it, and you're not going to fall. If I wave it, you're going to smell my perfume. So are you ready? Turn your the neighbor and say, neighbor. "Neighbor." Get ready right now. I want to ask a question before I start preaching this morning. Are there any dreamers in the house of God today? Uh, Are there any dreamers in the house of God today? I want to tell you something. Dreams are powerful stuff. They're born in your soul. The tension between what is and what could be. It is something that takes you from where you are to where God needs you to be. So let me ask one more time. Are there any dreamers in the house of God today? So net your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're never too old. You're never too young. You're never too poor. You're never too rich to dream. So, next your neighbor and say, neighbor. Now, you're not doing it like me. You know, I got you, I got it. You got to understand something about me. I'm brown on the outside, black on the inside. Remember? So, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. neighbor. Say, neighbor. Say neighbor. neighbor. say, neighbor. Say, neighbor. Get a dream right now. Give your neighbor a high five right now. If your neighbor doesn't give you a high five, I want you to take your hand, go for the high five, miss their hand, and land it on their face. That's a real five. It stays for a long time. You know, this, this morning, I, I knew that I was I'm going to preach to a bunch of dreamers in the house of God, so I decided, you know, I'm, I'm going to call somebody. One of my friends in the Bible called Joseph. You know Joseph the Bible? So I FaceTime him this morning, just before I came, and I asked Joseph, Joseph, I'm, I'm, I'm in New Zealand, man, and I, I got these people here, and they're dreamers, and I'm about to talk about you to the people, and I said, Joseph, I need some input, some insight about dreams, and Joseph said, lay it on me, bro, <laughs> and I said, Joseph, I got some questions to ask you. Can I ask you, you know... Is it because of your innovation and creativity? Because you, is it because of that your dream came to pass and Joseph looked at me? You should have seen the face of Joseph when I asked him the question. He was looking at me like I was some kind of idiot. And Joseph said, no, bro, that's not the reason my dream came to pass. I asked Joseph, is it because of your integrity? And Joseph said, no, 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 integrity is important, but that's not the reason why my dream came to pass. And I asked Joseph, Joseph, let me ask you this question. It's in the mind of every single person that I'm about to preach to. And let me ask you right now, is it because of your sexiness yes. that your dream came to pass because Portipas' wife was all over you? And Joseph paused for a while and he gave me that smile. You know what? I know I'm sexy. But that's not the reason why my dream came to pass. And I said, Joseph, is it because of articulation of speech your dream came to pass? And Joseph said, no, bro. And I said, what's the, what's, how, why? Have you ever felt like that when you talk, when you read your Bible? It happens to me all the time. And I said, Joseph, why? How did your dream come to pass? And Joseph said, it's found in Genesis 39. I said, where in Genesis 39? He says in Genesis 39 verse and 4. So I took out my Bible and I turned to Genesis 39 verse 3 and 4. If you have your Bibles right now, I want you to turn to Genesis 39 verse 3 and 4. If you don't have a Bible, I want you to do something spiritual. I want you to take out your handphone. Don't go to WhatsApp. Don't go to anything, don't go to YouTube. Just look at it as if it's a Bible. It makes you look very spiritual right now. You ready? Genesis 39, verse 3 and 4. And I was reading this as, as I was speaking to Moses, and I said, and it was 3 says, and he saw. That the Lord was with him, and the Lord had made him, what he did, prosper in his hand. And verse 4 says this, and he found, and Joseph found favor in his side. And, and, and Joseph stopped me for a while and says, that's it. I said, what's it? He says, that verse, what verse? It said, verse 4 again, read it again. And he says, so Joseph found favor in his side. Joseph found favor in his side. Joseph. Found favor. Everybody say with me, favor. favor. How many times have you done something and you do all that you could do, and at the end of the day, you could not find a breakthrough in your life? You have practiced your speech and you delivered very well, but at the end of the day, you could not close a sale. You have gone out, done your very best. You were creative. I mean, the project was excellent. At the end of the day, nothing seemed to happen. There was something missing. Something missing. In that thing. And let me tell you, my friends, it's favor. See, favor can do what no training can do. Favor can do what no clear articulation can do. Favor can do what creativity cannot do. Favor can do what integrity cannot do. Favor makes all things possible. Favor brings business to you when you're none of the no business is coming to your colleague. Favor brings power to you when you have no power. Favor causes you to buy house during recession. Favor gets you an increment when nobody's getting increment. Favor lends you a better job when everybody's getting sick. Let me tell you that's the power of God upon your life. It's called favor. And somebody in the house of God shout favor. We are almost there. You're almost black. I'm halfway there. So turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. You're almost black. See, you and I, you and I need favor in our lives. You and I need favor in our lives, and I know there are people in this room who are cosmically created and commissioned for something greater in life. Listen, your life is not meant to be where you are, it is meant to be where God wants you to be, and God created you for that, and that purpose, you need God in your life. And you know here, at the end of the day, and some of you can testify, when you have done all that you can do, you know where you are right now, you know what you have right now. And you know what you have done in your life is because it's because God has done you a favor. You know where you are in life right now. Because God has done you a favor. See, I'm not saying, you know, I, I think some Christians are weird. Turn to your neighbor and say, Neighbor, Pastor is talking about another church. I'm not saying that you don't have to work hard. And just wait for things to happen. I I think a lot of Christians get it wrong. They think like Christianity is that thing where you come down and sit in the house of God and just. And things happen, let me tell you, it doesn't happen like that. God is not going to do anything for you if you're not going to do anything for yourself. Let me say it one more time. God will not do what we cannot do. God will not do what we won't do. See, you got to do the natural for God to do the supernatural. You got to do the possible before God does the impossible. You got to do what only you can do so that God can do what only He can do. See, God will not do what we will not do. See, this truth is repeated over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. The Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, from the old to the new, this truth is repeated. The Bible says in John, at the resurrection of Lazarus, Jesus. How many of you know Jesus is black? <laughs> I'll tell you that joke, but it'll take too long. You will leave. John says, in Jesus, in the raising of Lazarus, Jesus walks up to the tomb, and he looks at the people and says, you roll over the stone, and I'll do the resurrection. See, the Bible clearly teaches us God will only do when we cannot do anything about it. God steps in when we have done our part. See, most of us, we like the blessings of God. We like the anointing of God. We like the things of God, but we don't want to do anything but, God, you do your thing, and I'll just wait in your presence. And I like that statement because it sounds so spiritual. Have you heard that statement? Uh-uh, uh-uh. Let me tell you something. Money never drops from heaven. You got to work for it. You got to work for it. You want the blessings of God, you got to work with God. You want the blessings of God, you got to work for God. You want the favor of God, you better get in a relationship with God. See, there's a difference between grace and favor. They come from the same root word, charis. Charis. Turn your neighbor and say, neighbor. Charis. See, the thing about favor is this. Grace is undeserved but favor is reserved. Grace is undeserved. That means it's for everybody. But favor is reserved for certain people who have a relationship with God. See, if you come up to me and you say, hey, Pastor Cyrus, I need to borrow a million dollars. Not that I have it. Don't come and ask. You come up to me and say, Pastor Cyrus, I want to borrow a million dollars, and I don't know you. now, I'm thinking to myself, if I lend you the money, is the money coming back and all the stuff, right? You do that, right? You don't give people a million dollars just because they come up to see and ask you for a million dollars, right? You do? (laughs) I'm about to ask right now. (laughs) See, if you come up to me and you ask me for a million dollars and I don't know you and I give you a million dollars, I'm being gracious to you. I have a choice whether I want to extend grace to you or not. But favor is different. Favor is reserved. Favor is reserved for those who have a relationship. See, Pastor Dave comes to ask me, Sarah, can I borrow a million dollars from you? I will not hesitate. I will not think about it. Don't ask. <laughs> if you ask, I will write you a check post-dated to 2050. I'm telling you, by 2050, I have a million dollars, New Zealand dollars, if I move here. So I'm going to give it to him. Why? Because I have a relationship with him. I don't have to think twice. See, that's the same thing about God. When you have favor with God, God doesn't think about doing things for you. He's already doing it before you ask. See, you and I need favor in our life. Not your neighbor and say, neighbor. You and I need favor. You know, the Bible says this. Noah had favor with God. The Bible says Noah's purpose and dream came to pass because he had favor with God. Genesis chapter 6, verse 8. Just write it down. Genesis chapter 6, verse 8 is in the Bible. And it says, But Noah found favor in the eyes of God. The Bible says Esther found favor with the eyes of God in Esther chapter 2, verse 17. And she won his favor, the king's favor and approval. I mean, the Bible says Samuel had favor with God. The Bible says Samuel continued to grow in stature and favor with God. And the people, First Samuel chapter two, verse twenty six. The Bible says, Daniel. How many of you know Daniel? Daniel had favor with God. The Bible says in Daniel chapter one, verse nine, and the Lord, and God caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel. The Bible says, how many of you know Jesus needed favor? Jesus need a favor. Luke chapter, five, uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 52, it says, And Jesus grew in wisdom and his stature and with favor with God and man." See, if, if Noah need a favor, if Esther need a favor, if Samuel need a favor, if Daniel need a favor, if Jesus Christ himself need a favor, then you and I need favor with God to accomplish the purpose of God in this world. Yes, yes. Tell the neighbor and say, Neighbor, yeah. you need favor. You know, we're coming to the end of the year, and everybody's making some kind of request in their life. And I tell you, it's good to make some request from God because God is a giver. God is a good God, and He wants to give great things in your life. Maybe you're praying for a breakthrough. Maybe you're praying for a miracle. Maybe you're praying for some kind of divine intervention. Maybe you're praying for a promotion. While you're asking for all this, why don't you ask for the X factor that makes the everything happen? Ask for some favor. Some favor. Some favor. And the Bible says... Favor is powerful. Favor brings the miracle of God, the goodness of God, the blessings of God, the breakthroughs of God into your life. And favor, the purpose of favor is this, is to help us to accomplish His purpose. The favor of God is this, it helps us accomplish His purpose. And every single one of you in this room has a purpose in life. Every one of you, I don't know how old you are, how young you are. I don't know who you are. I don't know what status you are in life. I don't know what you're going through. But let me tell you, God has a dream for your life to move you from where you are to where he needs you to be. He needs you to be in a place of blessing, to be in a place where his presence dwells upon you, where the anointing is flowing upon you, and you are moving from success to success, from faith to faith, from substance to substance, from glory to glory for his glory. So you got to get ready, ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready for the favor of God to come upon your life. And I want you to understand when favor comes in your life, God gives favor to you, to people that you really need favor with. There's some of you who think you need favor with everybody. Favor doesn't work like that. Favor only works with people God needs you to have favor with. So you don't have to chase after somebody. You don't have to chase after that sale. You need to know when you have the favor of God, sales chase after you. People come after you. If you don't believe God, I tell you what, this is the right time to believe him for favor. This is the place. This is the hour. This is the moment. I'm about to end. I'm running out of time, man. All right, let me see what I can do. Okay, here we go. This is the sermon. That was the introduction. You with me? The Bible tells us, and this is the truth I want to catch, Joseph, Joseph, the story of Joseph didn't begin with a dream. The story of Joseph began with favor. The Bible says Joseph was Jacob's favorite son. Jacob gave Joseph a coat of many colors to symbolize, to signify that he is his favorite. The expression of favor was given through that coat. See, Joseph began to wear favor upon his life before he had the dream. You and I need to have favor if we want the dream of God to come to pass. And as Joseph wore favor upon his life, as he carried favor upon his life, the insecurities of his brothers began to surface. And that's what favor does. If you want to know if your friend is real, let favor come into your life. You want to know how, pe- how close people are, how, pe- how much people are for you, let favor flow into your life. The moment favor flows, the insecurities of people. Come on. You see, people can handle us talking about blessing. People can handle us talking about prosperity. People can handle us talking about the good things of God. But the, as long as you're talking, it doesn't matter. But when you start wearing favor, as you start walking in favor, and you start believing, and you start doing the things of favor, you start walking in blessing, you start walking in prosperity, and you are giving like a man who is blessed, I tell you, people, you will discover who is for you and who is not for you. So, the brothers got upset. The brothers got so upset, they said, you know what? We have a problem with your dream. Are you saying that you're going to rule over us. And the funny thing is this, whenever you get opposition to vision from people, listen, it is from people who are insecure in their place in your vision, not with your vision. A lot of people, when you cast a vision, you're walking in your vision, and people get insecure, it's because they find themselves not in a prominent place as they used to be, and then get insecure. They're not upset with your dream. They're upset where you have placed them in your dream. You see, before this, you used to bum around. You used to go hunting and fishing. Not that it's wrong. At 10.30, you got to be at service. After service, you, if you go hunt, you'll catch more. You'll shoot more. All the hunters say amen. Because you need the anointing to go to hunt. So... Before this, you just hang out with your friends. You were drinking and all the stuff. And suddenly you come to this church. And in this church, you receive Jesus Christ and you found favor in your life. And you discover you don't want to go hunting and fishing at 10 o'clock in the morning. You want to come to the house of God. And all of a sudden, your friends are on this side. You are on this side. And your friends are wondering what's wrong with him. You know, he has betrayed our faith of hunting. He has given up on being a fisherman. A fisherman. He has become a fisherman, people get upset because you're not no longer like them. You were, they were okay with you talking about church, but when you make church priority, God priority, people get upset. You want to know how real your friend is? Invite them to church. Invite them to church. I mean, this church is not bad, Right? Hello? This church is kind of cool, right? Yeah. This church is kind of fun, right? But how many of you know God is cooler? He does things to you that shocks the daylight of you. He shows up at all the wrong time and does all the right thing. When the Holy Spirit comes into this place... Hell, this disappears. You bring your friends to church. I mean, I, I'll bring my friend to my church if I'm preaching. So, so the press got upset with him, and they told him, "You know what? We're upset with you. You think you're a lord over us? We're gonna." I thank God they didn't have guns. They would have. So so one day Joseph goes to visit his brothers. The brothers catch hold of him and throw him into a well. They wanted to kill him, but then they thought for a while, let's make money out of him. They threw him into a well. And there's something about favor. Favor is this: favor is an attitude, not a position. It is not a place, it's a person. See, when you have God upon your life, you can go anywhere, and God is still with you. He was in the pit. The brothers thought it was over, but the Bible says at that point in time, the Bible says there's two groups of people were passing by. There were the Midianites and the Ishmaelites. Two groups of people. And the Bible says the Ishmaelites picked up G- Joseph and they brought him to Egypt. Who were the Ishmaelites? The Ishmaelites were the descendants of Abraham's mistake. I want you to catch this, my friend, when favor is upon you, God will use the mistakes of your past as a transportation to your future. God will use the mistakes that you have done in your life in the past, and I tell you, you don't have to regret it, because with God, there will be a means of transportation. It will be a sports car to your future. I don't know what you have done, and you, you know you are not here. Some of you are not here because you happen to be here. There were some mistakes, some regrets in your life, some failures, some pains, some hurts. And because of that, you came to the house of God, and God healed you. That same hurt, that same pain in the past, God is going to use you to bless somebody. Ishmaelites, they thought they were done with God, but God is about to use them. See, I want you to understand as I close. He was brought to Potiphar's house, and there he thought he had made it. He was in charge of Potiphar's house, but something happened. He met Mrs. P. Mrs. P messed up his life. He went up to the next P, which was prison. And in prison, he, he, he said, you know what? He said, you know what? My life really sucks. You know, in prison, nothing's happening. And in prison, something else happens to him. He meets a butler and a baker. Both of them have a dream. And the Bible says, the butler's dream was this. Joseph interpreted, I'm going to read the passage. Joseph interpreted, says, Joseph said to him, butler, you're going to be restored back to the king's palace. And he looked at the baker and he said to him, your dream is like this. You're going to meet your maker. And that was it. And the Bible says, Joseph went back into prison. Why don't you understand the process of dreaming? Number one, you have a dream. Number two, you interpret a dream. Number three, you manage a dream. That's what's happening in Joseph's life. He had a dream to be somebody. But always understand the dream is always not only to benefit you, but to benefit those who is assigned to help. There are people in your life that God is giving you a dream. That God's dream, that dream is going to help them. They're going to bless them. There's a family member. There's a brother. There's a sister. There's a neighbor that's about to receive the blessings of God because the dream of God upon your life. And when favor flows into your life, that dream comes alive, and it brings a blessing. See, I'm when I first started off, I had a dream to do something great for God, and then I realized I was interpreting the people's dream, and I'm a senior pastor. Now, in my life, I'm managing people's dreams. That's what's happening to Joseph. And then one day, Pharaoh has a dream that nobody could interpret. And the butler suddenly goes, aha! I know a guy. He's in prison. He can interpret dreams. He's the guy who interpreted my dreams. And he told me that I'm going to come back to the palace. And the Pharaoh says, get him back into my palace, into my side. And Joseph goes on, goes into the palace. And I want you to understand, as Joseph was going on into the palace... There was a song that was playing in the background. I wanted to play this song, but we were running out of time. He says, dream on, dream on. Stephen Tyler, Aerosmith. And Joseph came into the sight of Pharaoh and told Pharaoh the dream that, that, and what's the meaning of the dream? Pharaoh made him second come on, Let me tell you, do you think Joseph deserved Who had the right to rule over a country? What qualification did he have? Did he go to university? Did he have a master's degree or a doctor's degree? Nothing. That's what favor does. Even though you don't deserve it, God brings it into your life because he knows he is with you and he will help you through no matter what you're going through. So he goes and he tells Pharaoh and all the things that are happening to him. And I like this part. And I'm going to end with this, the power of favor and the power of God. Joseph's brothers come to Egypt to ask food from Joseph, and Joseph recognized them. And this is the power of favor and dream. Favor and dream always cause you to mature in character. See, most of us have great dreams, but we're not matured. I realized something. If I started my church 20 years ago, half my members would be dead. I would have done more funeral services than weddings. I right now don't like to marry and I don't like to bury. I learned something. That 10, 15 years of waiting made me grow. I grew up. My character changed. The anointing changed. I became gentler. Hard to believe. I became kinder. I became real. It took 21 years for God to get me here but I am thank God for the 21 years. And Joseph looked at his brothers and he had a point, I think at a point in time he was looking at them. and said, you remember what? You caused so much pain in my life. You threw me into the pit. You took away my favorite coat. You know, I ended up in Portifar's house and I met Mrs. P and she messed up my life. I went into prison. I spent 13 years suffering to get to this point and you were on your knees in front of me. But that's when the work of God can be really seen and Joseph looked at his brother and says what you meant for evil God meant it for good I think whatever that's happened in your life that was meant by the e- for evil by the evil one God is going to turn it around to something good God is going to turn it around into a great blessing I don't know what 2014 has been for you but I know 2015 is going to be a better year than 2014. I don't know what the last 12 months have been, but I promise you the rest of your life is going to get better and better and better. You're going to move from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from substance to substance, until you are like Jesus Christ. But that's going to happen. I'm going to close with this. A revelation, the whole sermon in a nutshell. Joseph would have not saved his family if he didn't work for Pharaoh. He would not have worked for Pharaoh if he didn't interpret his dream. He would not have interpreted his dream if he had never met the butler. He would not have met the butler if he had not gone to prison. He would not have gone to prison if he had not worked for Potiphar. He would not work for Potiphar if he had not been picked up by the Ishmaelites. He would not have been picked up by the Ishmaelites if he had never been in the pit. He would never have been in the pit if it, his brothers had not put him there. His brothers would not have put him there if it were not for a dream. The Bible says, all things work for the good of those who love God and walk according to His purpose. The same dream that got you in trouble is the same dream that's going to get you you out trouble. You see, you and I, church, I want you to understand, you need favor. How are we going to get favor? 2015, a week away. How are we going to get favor? Same way that Joseph got favor. The same way Noah got favor. The same way Esther got favor. The same way Daniel got favor. The same way Jesus got favor a relationship with God Almighty, the giver of dream, the giver of favor. And if you connect with God this year, 2015 is going to be the best year of your life. It's going to change you to be that person that God has called you to be. So can we stand up on our feet right now? And I'm going to pass the time over to Pastor. And he's going to take over. Who are you? I pray? Yeah, I can pray. You mean I can pray? Yeah, let me close in prayer. Father, I want to cast you right now. Come, Lord, come, 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 come. Spirit of God, I ask you, my friend, just come. I don't know their hurts, their pains, their difficulty, their suffering. Some of them here who are going through pain, regrets, misery, Some of them are going through hopelessness in their life. And I know, Lord, today, 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 something's about to happen. There's going to be a divine shift, a supernatural reversal in the heavenlies. It's going to change their life forever. And I ask, and I ask, and I ask in the name of Jesus right now that you will come. Come right now and break every yoke, every bondage, every curse, everything that is holding them back from the purpose of God, from your plans, from your dreams, from your vision for their life. And I pray from this day forward, from this day forward, from this day forward, their lives will be transformed they will move to the next level. Move from where they are to where you need them to be. From glory to glory, from faith to faith, from substance to substance until they are in the very image of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I ask right now in Jesus' name, let your will be done in their lives. And I ask this in the name that is above every other name. At His name, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. I ask in Jesus' name and everybody say, Amen. Hallelujah!
0: Fantastic. Why don't you put it together for Pastor Cyrus this morning. Fantastic message. Encourage you to hold on to that word this morning. And uh, I'm believing that God's favour will come upon every individual here. and God's favour will come upon us collectively as a church. Amen. 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 And why don't we just finish with one last song. I want to thank you for coming today. And have a fantastic new year. And look forward to seeing you all again uh, next week. So let's just worship. Just one more time, amen. When I mean When now your majesty I see I belong to